Tiki Hut Media. From Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith in Bradenton, Florida, this is Soul Ramblings Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Wicker, the minister at Manatee Life Church. Today, we have part two of our series on the Apostles' Creed, Truths That Unite, and we'll focus on God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, God, Father and Creator. We'll go to the sanctuary here in just a minute. And I wanted to spend a little time with you about our name, Manatee Life Church. I was talking with a longtime friend over the phone a couple of weeks ago, and he said to me just out of the blue, since your church has left the United Methodist Church, and I stopped him short and corrected him when I said, we most certainly have not, nor will we leave the United Methodist Church. Now, he apologized and said, oh, I just assumed that you had left due to the name change to Manatee Life Church last year. And I understand that misinterpretation, and I want to be as clear as I possibly can. We are a multicultural United Methodist community of faith. We are unashamedly a United Methodist community of faith, and we'll continue in that tradition. But even more so, We are called Christians not because we follow a religion or a denomination, but because we follow Christ. Christians live by Christ, for Christ, with Christ, in Christ, to Christ, and of Christ. It is our conviction that Manatee Life Church can best fulfill its mission and move forward by remaining in the United Methodist Church. And here are a couple of reasons why. The UMC is our home. Not only did we make membership vows to support the United Methodist Church, we have countless warm memories and relational connections. We just don't want to sever and give up. Many of us were baptized at a United Methodist font. We have been blessed by a special United Methodist pastor or the influence of a wise Sunday school teacher in a United Methodist Sunday school. We remember when the presence of Christ in Holy Communion was first felt real at a United Methodist altar. We felt loved and accepted by a United Methodist Church family. We have made commitments at a United Methodist kneeling rail. These are things that we do not wish to give up. Another reason that Manatee Life is still and will always be a part of the United Methodist Church is we don't all think alike. And that's one of the things we love most about the United Methodist Church is that We don't all think the same. We're conservatives, moderates, and liberals. We love to live and learn together. We actually like the fact that we don't see eye to eye. The United Methodist Church has uniquely connected the head and heart, belief and action, and personal and social holiness. The call phrase of open hearts, open minds, open doors ties United Methodists together despite our differences and maintains an inviting presence to our world. As John Wesley said, though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike? May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion? Without all doubt, we may. Herein all the children of God may unite, notwithstanding the smaller differences. So that leads me to the question of why the name change? As a matter of fact, the friend I was talking to asked me that. He said, well, if you didn't leave the United Methodist Church, why change your name? Well, last year in 2022, Manatee United Methodist Church became 
Manatee Life Church, and the name change was due to believing our original name had become an obstacle as culture and language had changed since originally adopted. Manatee Life Church allows us to remain true to our United Methodist heritage by identifying us as a multicultural United Methodist community of faith, which means even though the name has changed, we are a United Methodist community of faith and will continue to be. And I would suggest that if someone should ask, if, you've, if you're at a United Methodist Church and it does not have the words United Methodist Church in the name, and they've asked if you've left, or if they ask why a name change or anything like that, I just and we're going to talk about this in the weeks to come, but I would suggest that you answer and tell them, come find out for yourself. Or as Jesus put it, come and see. Let's head over to the sanctuary. The scripture this morning is from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the void while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. The word of God for the people of God. O Lord, in the silence of this moment, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear your word for us this day and work your will in our lives. Amen. I'm excited today to continue our series on the Apostles' Creed, Truths That Unite. Truths That Unite. And as we talked about last week, we're going to begin engaging in the central truths that are contained in the Apostles' Creed. I remember when our children were very, very young, and they would get to spend the weekend at their grandparents' house. And we had one set of grandparents who lived just eight, less than ten miles down the road, actually. And we had one of our daughters, Kayla, she was five years old, when she knew it was the weekend to go to the grandparents' house, to go to Meemaw's house, she packed every conceivable thing she possibly could into three bags full, and they were heavy. She was only going to be there Friday night, Saturday, and maybe a little while on Sunday morning. But she was convinced everything but the kitchen sink needed to go with her to Meemaw's house for the weekend. Kayla has since learned, at now 30 years old, to take only what she needs, only the essentials. She's learned that on some trips, as she has been down here to visit us from Tennessee, She's been down here to Florida. She realized 
Some trips you don't need to carry everything with you. Just what you need, only the essentials. Unnecessary baggage can be a burden, not a blessing. Excess baggage can be cumbersome. It weighs you down. It slows you down. The excess baggage is a burden. And the beauty of the Apostles' Creed is it is an expression of our Christian faith with none of the excess baggage. The Creed contains only the essentials. These are biblical elements that are necessary for a strong Christian faith. And I love the brevity of it. I love how brief and concise the Apostles' Creed is. It's not weighted down with this confusing language. It's pretty straightforward. It is the most concise expression of our historic faith. And this week, we dive into the Creed itself with its opening phrase, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. We could not begin with a more enormous truth than that. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, the creator of everything. It is the most foundational belief, that of God. Not, not some nebulous being that sounds like a good idea. Got, or the man upstairs, as he's referred to a lot of times in movies. No. We believe in the one true God that can be known in two primary ways. Father and Creator. Father and Creator. When we say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, we are saying that the source and the center of everything, everything is God. It's God. And we were created to be in relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. So let's split that up, that one phrase up. I believe in God the Father Almighty. God the Father Almighty. The best way I know to describe that kind of relationship, God the Father, is in the words of children. I don't know if you've seen some of these. They're floating around on the Internet out there, easy to find. This afternoon, if you're on the net or on your phone, go to Google and Google up Letters to God from Children. It's exactly what I did. And what you're about to hear are children, about seven years old and younger, writing letters to God. And I think these show the intimacy of a child and God the Father. Listen to these. Dear God, if you watch me in church on Sunday... I'll show you my new shoes. Dear God, I read the Bible. What does begat mean? No one will tell me. Dear God, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. Dear God, My brother told me about being born, but it doesn't sound right. They're just kidding, aren't they? (laughs) Dear God, we read Thomas Edison made light, but in Sunday school they said you did it. So I bet he stole your idea. (laughs) 
Dear God, I didn't think orange and purple went together until I saw the sunset you made on Tuesday. That was cool. The trust, the intimacy there. And almost all children. That childlike faith that is placed in God is the kind of relationship that God desires from us whether we're seven years old or 87 years old or even older. doesn't matter. He desires that childlike faith. And that kind of relationship, and it can be ours when we respond to God's call to us in Jesus Christ. This is a relationship that we affirm when we say, I believe in God the Father. To call him Father means that he's a personal God who cares about me, not some just guy in the sky. He's a personal God who cares about me, and he cares about you. To call him Almighty means that he is able to do whatever needs to be done. There are no limits with God. Here are some other ways we can experience God as our own Father. And this is not an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't want to keep you here till 8 o'clock tonight going over all the ways God is Father to us. Here are just a few. The first one, God's patience and kindness never run out. His patience and His kindness never run out. Not only God's patience and kindness, but God's ability to forgive you, that never wanes either which means your heavenly Father also never holds a grudge or brings up your past. God the Father is always approachable. Always approachable. God never has a bad day. He's never in a, in a bad mood or a sour mood. He's never too busy or distracted for you, His child. You have complete access to your heavenly Father's ear at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the morning doesn't matter. doesn't matter what day of the week it is. You have complete access. You have his ear. You have his heart. You have his focused attention. Furthermore, God will not let our feet slip because he never slumbers and God is never too busy to hear our cries and come to our rescue. Another way, God will never have you try to earn his love. His love is unconditional. It's a sacrificial love. It's unlike anything you can experience on this earth. God is a Father who chose to love you, and you didn't do a thing to earn it. And likewise, you will never blow it enough to lose His love. You'll never blow it enough to lose His love. Since there was nothing you could do to earn it in the first place, your Heavenly Father's love... There is nothing you can do to lose it. In other words, no circumstance, person, action, or inaction on your part can separate you from God's love. And that is powerful. It's powerful. Another way, God has your very best in mind, always. Always. It's natural for us to be selfish and consider ourselves before anyone else. So if you had a dad who was unselfish and willing to sacrifice his own comfort for yours, you truly had a gift because what your earthly father gave you was just a glimpse of what your heavenly father is like. 
God not only has the ability to give you anything you desire, as long as it's good for you, he also knows your situation down the road. He's got the full picture. We don't. He knows the situation down the road and what will be best for you in the long run as well as eternally. And then God the Father knows you intimately. Intimately. It is one of the deepest needs of, of us as humans to be intimately known. Yet sometimes we hide who we really are out of fear of rejection or that someone would lose interest in us or especially when they discover our warts and the things that are the imperfections about us. Scripture says your heavenly Father knows you intimately. He knows you intimately. He made you. He knows you intimately. God knows your thoughts before you think them, your words before you say them, your actions before you carry them out. And with all that intimate knowledge of you, he continues to love you like the perfect father he is. Isn't that amazing? That's wonderful news. God is described some 15 times in the Old Testament and over 250 times in the New Testament, as Father. Here are some aspects from the Bible about God as Father. God is a Father to orphans. Psalm 68.5 Father of orphans and protector of widows is God in His holy habitation. God is a Father of fatherly compassion. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear Him. Is, a, is God a Father who provides? You better believe He is. Here are two scriptures for you. Matthew 6:26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And then a couple of chapters later in Matthew 10, 29 through 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Is God a giving father? Yeah. Luke 12, 32. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And why were we made? What is the purpose? What is our purpose here? Why were we made? Why did he create us? 1 Corinthians 8, 6. We have only one God, and he is the Father. He created everything, and we live for him. Jesus Christ is our only Lord. Everything was made by him, and by him, Life was given to us. God blesses his children abundantly. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has been blessed us, or who has blessed us in Christ, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Glory belongs to God the Father. Philippians 4.20 to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, more examples. God is a generous and giving Father. James 1.17 
Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. You get the point? You get the point? God is our Father Almighty. I believe in God the Father Almighty. And then the second half of that sentence, maker of heaven and earth. Maker of heaven and earth. Our creator. So we experience God as Father through children and childlike faith and our own experience with God as our Heavenly Father. The Bible, multiple, I just scratched the surface, begun to scratch the surface of the number of Bible references that describe God as Father. But He is also maker of heaven and earth. And that changes everything because recognizing God as Creator actually gives life meaning. We believe that God created the universe and filled the earth with people who could bring glory to Him. Our lives matter to the one who created us for glory. God created us a little bit later in Genesis, created us in his image, the Bible tells us. He created us to reflect his glory. He instructed us to take care of the world and its animals. He gave us an eye for beauty and enjoying nature. He created us to seek relationships with others with whom we share love and work and good times and not so good times. We can do all of that for the glory of God. Art, music, poetry, creativity, the words we speak can all reflect His glory. Science and technology reveal that the glory that God has hidden in nature. I've mentioned this before. Go out to the beach one night and watch a sunset and tell me there's not a creator. Some of the most beautiful sights you'll ever see. Go for a walk in a park and just look up. The birds and the beauty And tell me there's not a creator. My experience tells me God is awesome. Look at this, look at what He has created. Look at the beauty He has created. God created us for a place in His eternal purpose, revealed through Jesus Christ. Our lives have meaning because we have a place in God's plan. None of us here are an accident. I've, uh, my, my, uh, I'm the oldest of three boys. And my middle brother and I used to tease my youngest brother, as brothers do, and say, well, you were an accident. You were an accident. My mother always corrected us and said, don't ever say that to him. And turn to him and say, you were a surprise. You were a surprise. You were not an accident. Nobody is an accident. God may surprise us, but there are no accidents with God. 
Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. That is a phrase that speaks of everything that exists and everything that we know or ever will know. He is the source of everything. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. He is the source of everything. And we exist to enjoy God. That may sound a little strange. I mean, we talk about obeying God, glorifying God. But the greatest obedience, I believe, flows from enjoying God. Enjoying God. God is the source of all that is good. And He wants us to enjoy that goodness when our kids were little once again. And now that we have grandchildren, this is even more so. Have you ever, when your kids were little, or or you've seen others' kids or your grandkids, and you ever catch them just playing? just being kids, just playing. And I would catch them from time to time out in the backyard or doing whatever and just playing and enjoying themselves and laughing and cutting up and doing what kids do and enjoying life. And I just pause and I I see when Beth and I have been taking walks and we'll walk through the park or whatever and their kids playing. And I'll just look. I don't even know the kids. But they're laughing and they're enjoying life. And I just, something in my heart just warms a little bit. And I smile. How much more so does God, when He sees us enjoying life and enjoying His creation? He is the maker of heaven and earth. He made it. He made it for us to enjoy. Enjoy Him. Enjoy our relationship with Him. It need not be a burden. We need not carry extra baggage. God is our Father, maker of heaven and earth. I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy that. He is the source of all love, and He wants us to enjoy that love. He is the source of all beauty, and He wants us to enjoy that beauty. So He is glorified most when He and His creation is enjoyed most. We might say, The chief purpose of men and women is to glorify God by enjoying Him. So let me ask you something. Are you looking for love and intimacy in your life? Are you carrying around a lot of excess baggage in this journey we call life? And finding that you're burdened by all the expectations, both real and imagined, that culture and family and even religion has given you to carry around? That unnecessary, cumbersome baggage? Reclaim the faith expressed in the creed. God is your Father. God is our Father. Re-embrace God today as Father, your Father. Unpack all that unnecessary baggage. All those burdens. They're unnecessary Take just the necessities and proclaim, I believe in God the Father Almighty. The Apostles' Creed begins with recognizing what roots our very existence, what centers us. We're getting centered in the truth. What What is at the root of our very existence? And today is an opportunity to consider what you are rooting your life in and how rooted we have allowed this other stuff, this extra baggage to be. It's an opportunity to root your life, 
to center your life in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. The Bible pictures God our Father in heaven as someone of compassion, generously providing, who loves us so much. Do you enjoy, do you love this loving God our Father? The decision is yours. After we pray this morning, Ray will lead us in our final hymn. I'll be down at the front. And if you have made that decision this morning, I'd be happy to pray with you. Or if you would just like to come and pray at the altar. The altars are open. Let's pray. Oh God, You are the center around which our lives were meant to revolve. Some of us may recognize that we have sought to be our own center, perhaps even expecting that we could draw You to our wills. Today, even now, though, oh God, may we recognize that You are God, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. May we acknowledge You as the center. I pray that even now, we would recognize the gravitational pull of your love and your will. Some of us have longed for a real home, God, where we're wanted, where we belong. We may have come close, like a child who looks through a window of a neighbor's home and imagines what it would like to be in that house. In this very moment, may we realize that the door is open and that we are all wanted at your house. Hallelujah. Amen. And now receive this benediction. God bless you. Have a great week. Walk with Jesus Christ. And tell somebody this week about Manatee Life Church. Go in peace. Amen. The second in a series on the Apostles' Creed, Truths That Unite, that's God, Father, and Creator. Next week, we start looking at Jesus, and we start with His supremacy. Oh yeah, that's coming up. Well, three weeks talking about Jesus as part of the Apostles' Creed series. You can join us live stream every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern at manatealife.church. Manatealife.church, link in the show notes of this episode. And also be sure to join us. You can find out more at our website about joining us via Zoom for our nine o'clock Bible study on the Disciples Path, on a Disciples Path by Jim Harnish. You can get that book via Amazon or you can uh, contact us and we'll try to get you a book. But if you're not in Bradenton, Florida, you can join us via Zoom. We'll email you that Zoom link. Hey, wherever you're listening right now to today's episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast, Go right now and click subscribe. That way you'll never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, lots of places you can find Soul Ramblings Podcast and wherever you're listening right now. And I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. I really appreciate you spending time with us. And until next week, here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, 
Fix your minds on whatever is true, honorable, and just, and pure, and lovely, and praiseworthy. I'm Jerry Wicker. See you next week here on Soul Ramblings Podcast from Manatee Life Church in Bradenton, Florida, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm-hmm.